This is Inside the RV. Inside the RV. A music industry podcast about entrepreneurship, work ethic, self-development, and building your career in music. You're joined by your hosts, artist manager Jacob Moore and music artist Ryan Ramirez. Get ready. This is Inside the RV. Inside the RV. Yo, what's up, insiders? Welcome back. This is Inside the RV, episode 51. Pretty crazy. We're out here. We've got a great guest today. We appreciate everybody listening. I am your host. My name's Jacob Moore, along with our other host. Ryan Ramirez. I'm an artist manager. Ryan's a music artist, and together we're building our careers in music, and we're telling you all about it here on the podcast. So pretty stoked. As I said, we have a guest today, somebody who is a really great business mind and creative, which is so cool. We actually met at one of his events, uh, what, a week or two ago, probably. And uh, very successful event. Me and Ryan were Ryan was one of the entertainers of the night and it was great. His whole crew killed it. We have the owner and founder of the group Legendary Minds, which has its hands in business, creativity, arts, all different types of things, which I'm super stoked to get into today. He is also the lead designer for Hip Hop DX, which is uh, a media outlet in in hip hop. -hop. Yeah, all hip hop. And um, yeah, this guy, like, I, I'm just so excited to, to pick your brain and talk about all the creative stuff. Everybody, please welcome JR. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> brother. How you doing? I'm good. How about you guys? Good, man. Stoked to be doing another episode and connecting. And I'm, I'm actually hyped to learn more about you because we, we really only talked a little bit, like before yeah. and after the show <laughs> and during and stuff. And so, yeah, man. Now, I know you're from Long Beach. So are you born and raised there? No, nah, I actually was born and raised in Southgate. I don't know if you guys okay. are familiar yeah, yeah. with Southgate. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all my life. All, okay. My whole school school was pretty much elementary to high school. I did live in the valley for a little bit, San Fernando Valley. Oh, yeah? But that was just for like a year. Mm-hmm. So I was just pretty much Southgate raised and then uh, after that, Long Beach. Yeah, that's dope. So, that's dope. So... Let's talk a little bit first about Legendary Minds. So for all the listeners, what is Legendary Minds? So it's hard to put it in a box, but hey, I mean... go off. Go yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so for sure, uh, it's, it's just like a group of collectives, uh, but it's starting to transition to uh, kind of like more business-minded, like you said. Uh-huh. Uh, we, I've been I'm partnering up with someone soon, uh, to do more production end of things, like shooting music videos uh-huh. and those type of things. But also besides that, like entertainment and media work, yeah. um, there's also the music side, mm-hmm. which you've met a lot of the guys the day of the show. Uh, is Michael, Anthony, Alpha, Elance, and Zay. Mm-hmm. And um, I just... I, I'm a type of dude that if I uh, see somebody and I... I really rock with what they're doing Mm -hmm. and i feel like someone has potential for something i don't mind investing into somebody Mm -hmm. and um thankfully for me on my end uh there's just a lot of different things i know how to do Mm -hmm. so i used to offer that kind of like as a bartering system Mm -hmm. i used to be like yo let's try to do something together i'll do this for you and then obviously you do this Mm -hmm. and let's just try to make something work and so uh yeah that's how i started with uh mike and anthony they were actually the first two mm-hmm. and i just i i really believed in their music yeah. i think they're super talented yeah 
And so um, the idea just came from them. But then also beforehand, there was some other people I used to do music with. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) our name was actually uh, Alien Mindset. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was before. (laughs) And that was pretty much what taught me a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, No bad blood or nothing with those guys at all, Mm -hmm. but they just, you know, had different uh, ideas and they wanted to go a different route. They just moved Mm -hmm. differently. Yeah, just moved differently. And so I still had that mindset. For me, legendary minds is this. I feel like we all can be legendary in what we do no Mm -hmm. matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, any kind of job or whatever that you do. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of it is that for me, when I pass, I want to live, uh, leave a nice legacy behind. Mm-hmm. Um, what showed me that actually was that um, I had a close friend who passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was uh, DJ Effecto, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a dope dude, really talented, super dope DJ, yeah. chef, photographer, and uh, he was known, you know, in some parts. And what was dope was when he died, we had a celebration for him. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because, like, everybody who showed up, the event, like, everybody was, like, happy. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody acted like family. And even though I didn't know everybody. Yeah. But, like, the beautiful thing was that everybody would say the same thing about him, like, mm-hmm. how he was. And for me, that triggered in my head. I was like, yo, like, this is beautiful, like, mm-hmm. to be remembered like this. And also, not just after passing away, but everybody felt that way about him while he was living, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, man, this is what I want to make sure yeah. I have going on now and then also that I leave behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what my mind just started playing with that whole idea mm-hmm. of, of being legendary and a legacy. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of legendary minds came about. And so like all the music and everything we do, it's just honestly really to encourage people to do what they love. Because I know now it's getting definitely way better. But I remember growing up as a kid, you know, a lot of people get like pressured and you should be a doctor you should Mm -hmm. be this you should be that Mm -hmm. and i'm super grateful that with my parents they were real supportive and whatever i wanted to do that's a blessing um yeah it was a huge blessing and um because of that i'm grateful where i'm at now Mm -hmm. and so you know i can't speak for everybody Mm -hmm. on that subject Mm -hmm. but i know now I still like to push that because, like, I know people still go through that. It's hard to find out what you want to do. I still have friends right now around my age who still don't know what they want to do. And, like, so I try to encourage them, like, you know, you still got some time, but just don't like it either. Like, just do what you're passionate about, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of like. And and so what was kind of, what was the first thing or skill set, I should say, that you bartered? with somebody so my main thing has been graphic design okay um at a young age um i got exposed to photoshop Mm -hmm. real young Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the old school photoshop yeah and uh so i used to mess around with it as time progressed i just learned pretty much self-taught with some people's teaching me Mm -hmm. but uh the first time i ever did it was 
like in a, I guess you could say, in a grander scale, mm-hmm. was uh, there was this artist out in uh, Oceanside. Mm-hmm. His name's John Gibbs. Uh, he was a part of this uh, independent label called uh, King's Dream Entertainment at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was a real fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, loved his music. And I saw on social media, this is when Instagram was kind of barely starting yeah, off. Yeah, yeah early stages i reached out to him because he posted up that he was working on his uh project Mm. so i reached out to him and i was like hey man uh i saw i'm a huge fan i saw that you're dropping your project i'm like uh are you down to let me design your cover art i'm like you can check out my instagram page or if you need any references i could i could shoot them to you and man that dude hit me up I kid you not, like, I think the next day or something, like, right away. Nice. And he was like, yeah, bro, let's make it happen. Mm. And so um, I didn't ask for payment or nothing. It was just more like I wanted an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that opportunity, I did, like, the whole album cover art. And then uh, the guy that ran the, the independent label Loved what I did so much and just loved how I worked that he ended up having me do, like, the the whole album release, like, mm-hmm. graphic work, like, flyers, wow. tickets. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I ended up doing a bunch of work for them. Like, I, nice. I rebranded their logo. I helped them yeah. do, like, a couple of other things as time progressed. And, and did they pay you for that? Yeah, at that time, okay. yes. Nice, nice. Um, but, you know, I tell people at the time, the beginning stages, you know, you gotta it's a hustle you yeah, know you gotta yeah. you gotta be humble about it for sure. you know i i was you know I, I went at it not looking for to get paid but i knew going for the opportunity mm-hmm. of building with somebody it can be sometimes greater than just be like oh it's gonna cost you you know this much for sure so that's, i think that's a weird a weird balance to figure out for, yeah. any, for anybody in the industry it's, it's it's i feel like the music industry specifically is like it's so weird because Obviously, you want to get paid for everything you do, but then there's like opportunities and relationship building that all come into play. That's like it's it's it could be kind of weird to make sure like you're not building transactional relationships, but at the same time you want to get paid. Now yeah. I know nothing about that because I'm an artist and I pay everybody else, so I don't yeah. get paid for shit. <laughs> but um, I always I always find that interesting, you know, as part of the industry. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think in my experience is kind of like I try to see it on both ends of the spectrum because mm-hmm. like. At the time, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm a super famous designer yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was literally like a nobody. Yeah, yeah. For you sure. know? Mm-hmm. And so I come at it like if I was them, I'm down to pay this guy, but he mm-hmm. kind of needs to show me he could do it too because yeah, like, sure. I don't mm-hmm. I don't really have much to go off of. Yeah. yeah. And so like I used to approach it like that a lot all the time in the beginning. And now... Um, obviously because I have a resume mm-hmm. and, and a portfolio of work, it's kind of like, um, now I'm, I'm able to be like, you know, this is my rate. And mm-hmm. if, yeah. if, if you can't, yeah. you know, afford it, I'm sorry. It like, is what it is. Yeah. I can refer you to somebody else or, or, you know, maybe next time we could work in the future. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's funny and it's hard. Yeah. But I honestly, I also think it, it has to come with, um, just how you vibe with the person. Yeah, for you, sure. You, you can tell when someone is interested in actually building mm-hmm. versus someone who's just trying to, like, 
get in and out. Like, yeah. I just yeah. need this. I want this. And then, okay, You can feel cool. when it's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and sometimes you can't get tricked because I, I fall yeah. into that too. Yeah. But that's why, you know, you got to learn. And I, I definitely encourage this to anybody is um, take deposits, man, because you don't want to get done dirty because yeah. that's happened to me for plenty sure. of times. Yeah. yeah. It's, so. And I think it's really easy when it comes to creative work for people to do that because it's hard to put a valuation on some sort of creative work. Like, if you know, if you say, hey, I'm going to be the feature on your song or I'm going to draw this for you or whatever, sometimes you can't really itemize how many hours it's going to take, how many, you know, different pencils you're going to use or how many digital tools you're going to use or whatever. So for because I did uh, I did digital work for my first year out of college. All mm. I did was digital um, freelance marketing work. And so it was really easy for people to be like, hey, can you just do this real quick? Can you add this on? And then yeah. it finally got to the point where I had so many clients that I, I financially could afford to say, well, you either pay for this revision yeah. or you pay for this or here's my retainer. You know, mm-hmm. But what I will say is that, yeah, at the beginning, there is a lot of, you kind of have to have some give as long as it's the right opportunity to help you take a step forward. And yeah. I think what you did was something that the audience could find really valuable. So like when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I hope everybody's taking notes right now because there's a, I don't I don't think there is a shortage of opportunities. I think if you're searching and you're preparing yourself, there's a lot of good opportunities that can come your way. I think the difficulty comes in sifting through those opportunities and seeing where, excuse me, seeing where you can give a little bit and say, okay, yeah. I'm not going to charge this guy, but is this going to be mutually valuable for both of us yeah. and help me get to the next step? And mm-hmm. that's what you did. And that's why I asked. I said, oh, okay, so you did that work for, what was his name? John Gibbs. John Gibbs. So you did that work yeah. for John Gibbs. It was kind of like, hey, we're both helping each other out. We're stoked. I'm a fan of yours. You fuck with my designs. Dope. And then, you know, months later or whatever it was, you probably woke up and went, oh, now his label or his uh, agency is paying me to do work, right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of times that sometimes, you know, that happens. And that, um, it's funny because I remember uh, even seeing a video of like, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen or or. Gary V. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen a couple of videos on that. Oh yeah, bro. Where he's like, <laughs> he says like, you know, reach out to people. Yeah. And don't don't think about you're gonna get paid right away. DM it's six thousand people. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's just that it, it, if you're passionate about what you do, you're gonna figure out a way to connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, it's funny because even like right now, I'm I, I'm a little new in the world of like photography. Okay. You know, so like. I feel weird. Like, I just started doing this recently because I just started my page. Mm -hmm. And I feel weird hitting up models and be like, hey, you know, would you like to work, collab? Yeah. Yeah. Because number one, I don't want to come off as a creep. (laughs) And then number two, it's like um, their time is valuable just as mine. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I'm down to pay a model. But if we can work something out where we sure. don't, ha- I don't have to pay you, and you don't have to pay me at the moment, like it'd be even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm trying to start up my portfolio. Sure. And like, even though a lot of people tell me like, "Oh, your photos are great already," like you don't really have much to worry about. I'm like, nah. There's a lot of stuff I need to learn still. Like, oh, for sure. You know, especially when it comes to cameras. You yeah. know, you got to worry about lighting and all these different things. Totally. And I'm still like a noob at all that stuff. And so, like, even now I'm still doing it. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with doing that with, like, the the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, like, um, 
you never want to miss an opportunity. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you this much right now. Like, I'm a huge fan of like Kanye. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If I had an opportunity to do something for him, and it, I would not charge. I'd just be like, yes. yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know, for sure. Um, and then hopefully from there, something great comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think I think a lot of times we just gotta be humble about things. Just feel for it sure. out. Yeah, person by person. Feel it, yeah, yeah, feel it out. Yeah, and I think in a creative industry like music, I mean, especially as a manager, the number one thing on my mind is like, um, and this is on the other end, you were saying like, sometimes I would forego some money for an opportunity. I would say like, if you have an opportunity where you can work with somebody and you can save some money and the result you know is going to be good and you're both hyped on it, save some, save some dough. But I will say that Ryan, you know, taught me i'm like super business background business degree like mm-hmm. we got roi focus like we got to save money ryan really told me like you know scared money doesn't make money yeah. and sometimes you you do have to pay and uh take those opportunities that may be a little more financially riskier yeah. but um but i'm i'm all the way with you especially in a creative industry like if you can barter services with somebody and i hate hearing this bullshit about how people are like no one wants to help me there's no opportunities it's like listen when you prepare yourself enough and you're putting in work and showing results to people that are valuable to others in your industry people will pick up on that and if they aren't that's a reflection of you and i think that you need to go and perform your due diligence and connect with the right people then there's there's always some way that you can improve yourself and bring yourself more opportunities and with all of the resources available in music, you know, graphic design, all that stuff, I just don't want to hear it anymore from anybody saying, "Oh, there's no opportunities." There's tons, there's and a lot of, and that. a lot of them are free too. You know, yeah. So. Nowadays, there's just so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm low key hating on like all these apps, Fiverr, <laughs> all these different yeah, yeah, yeah. services. Where it's like, yo, I think eventually us designers are gonna be a little bit obsolete because mm. like. I mean, one thing I will say, you, you, you'll you get what you pay for, too, sure, a lot sure. of times. But I've seen some, like, amazing stuff, like, on Fiverr, where people charge cheap, and I'm like, damn, I wish I could charge that much. Yeah, yeah. Or help people out that good, but I just can't. Yeah. Or or the other thing, too, is, like, these apps. I trip out, like, on all these apps. Like, they pretty much do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, dang, like, I, I think someone's going to prefer paying this than this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people also look for that unique uh, touch to it, touch yeah. to and style. Um, I mean, I've been told gratefully and that I have a certain style to my stuff, even though sometimes I don't even see it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I think one thing I will say too is always is I think it's smart to also try to be open-minded to work something out then just do things for free too yeah like figuring something out with that yeah, person yeah. or people yeah um because like i understand like one thing i do kind of hate on a bit sure. on people who like book artists yeah is like sometimes especially when artists are not known and they don't they don't pay them mm-hmm. like like for example me <laughs> when i put it on a show i try to make it clear i'm like look if we end up the show ends up being profitable mm-hmm. some way or another, like I'm down to hook you guys up with something. Sure. Um, but if it doesn't, like at least I'm gonna keep you in mind for the future. Yeah. And 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 try to make those uh, possibilities happen for you, mm-hmm. um, because like I know that's one thing. Sometimes people go through with the artists is like, oh, I have to do these shows for free all the time, and I'm like. 
I think after a while, it's just about you being like stern sure. and be like, mm-hmm. yo, if you really want me, just kick me down at least with this. Yeah. You know, gas, this and this. The venue, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, you too. know, let me, because this at least shows me that you care. Yeah. About yeah. me and my art and what I do. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of a catch twenty two. You know, you just gotta mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keep a balance with it. So. Yeah, and so for the artists that you're working with, do you guys all sit down and have a game plan? Like, do you guys have these monthly meetings or whatever, or is it more of like a, a pretty organic, like, hey, I hop on the phone with each of these artists every now and then, and and when the time comes and when we need it, or are you very like methodical, very strategic? What's kind of like your your like model with all these artists? <laughs> Uh, it's been a journey, man. Yeah. Um, I I was telling Ryan, I'm not the very organized person. Mm-hmm. Mike helps me out a lot with that. Um, but we definitely try to be strategic yeah. and we try to plan. Um, but then at the same time, like I'm, I like I for me, I'm the type of person that likes to find a balance of both ends of the spectrum because. I don't ever feel like one way is always the right way, like this specific way. So, like, one thing I've learned is sometimes when you over-prepare, like, sometimes the things don't happen. It's, it's always, like, talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of more of the dude that's, like, all about action. Totally. So, like, I try my best, especially with them, to meet in the middle. Mm. Um, but it's not easy, especially when it's a group of, of different people who have their own ideas. Yeah. So we try uh, as best as possible to um, hear everybody out mm-hmm. and, 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 and mesh everything well together and plan it out as best as possible. Mm-hmm. I know one thing that has been helpful throughout the year is is uh, focusing on encouraging each person and their strengths. Nice. So like... Like, I suck, like I said, organizing and all these kind of mm-hmm. things. I feel like Mike has taken that over mm-hmm. and, like, helps me out a lot and then does that with everybody else. Nice. And then we got, you know, like, someone, let's say, um, Elon, she helps a lot with, like, uh, media work. Mm-hmm. And then I do that, too, but now I don't feel like I'm the only one that has to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's basically us uh, finding all that balance and, and um, picking each other up and our weaknesses and strengths and then just like meshing well to do you know mm. uh the best work as possible yeah but i will say this nothing ever works out perfectly i mean there's always mm-hmm. hiccups um obviously we're gonna strive for that perfection or the best product ever mm-hmm. but it's still you know when you're doing everything on your own and mm-hmm. you got small budgets it, you're, it's gonna be some hiccups and that's entrepreneurship things. sometimes yeah. I think sometimes yeah. like the execution is more important than the perfection sometimes yeah you know? it's a good yeah. balance though I mean obviously you wanna get it as best as possible but I think that's something like we realize along the journey too is like if you just execute like a lot of the times like it things start to work themselves out but you have to take that step yeah a lot of people like you know, get in their heads a lot and like they don't take the step because like, oh, it's got to be perfect. And then mm-hmm. a year goes by and it's like, oh shit, like that whole pandemic, you could have done this, but yep. yeah. you didn't because you were scared. Yep. It was the wrong thing, you know? So yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer that you never truly know what's right because I come yeah. from a very formal marketing background. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, it's up to the consumer. It's yeah. up to the, to the market or whoever's going to consume it. So you should 
not sit for 10 years and develop a product. You should develop like prototype beta. Mm. Number one, give it to people and say, what do you guys think? Is it shit? Oh, cool. Now that I've actually seen like some real world results, now I can kind of fix this. Yeah. And it's a little harder with creative stuff because, you know, as you yeah. said, it's, it's hard. You know, no one's really right at the end of the day because it's creative. A lot of it's opinionated. But I do think that a, a good practice is, uh, and this is something I'm hearing in the music industry like daily now, is uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah. Right? And and I think that today in 2021 is is extremely relevant just given all the social channels and the ability to access people like you and to have something done soon, like very yeah. soon, you know what I mean? So that's something that I keep in mind a lot when I'm like talking to music artists or doing my own creative project or any business project that I'm doing, you know, is, is done is better than perfect. And I struggle with that a lot this year. And he knows that too. <laughs> I've got very like perfectionists, mm. like we need to be the right, like it's gotta be right the way, to, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I think, um, I, like I said, I think the execution is better. And the tricky part about the music industry, I think, is like, I feel like the more you know, the more you learn, the more you get in your head. Because, like, everyone has their own opinions about shit. You should do it this way. You should do it this way. And you got, like, five people telling yeah. you, like, no, just do it this way. But then you lose you yeah. lose touch of, like, what you really want. And then it's like, everyone has their own opinions about shit. Even if people are successful, they're still telling them, yo, you should do this. Like, I hate when you do this. Yeah. Like, it's like, bro, like, I'm successful. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's working. Like, why? Of course, you're going to have an opinion. But um, I was a victim of that a lot this year. I think that was, like, the biggest thing I learned. Um, execution over perfection, you know? Um, especially as an artist, like, it could be tricky because you obviously want to come off a certain way. And, like, not like, like, you want to stay authentic, of course, but you kind of want to you want to move you want to move right you know what i'm saying yeah. to get people's cuz you need attention you know what i'm saying like yeah. you don't want to just do anything but it's like you know if other people are making moves and you're not you're kind of falling behind you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's coming yeah around. i mean it's tough i mean i i've worked with some artists um where um especially when you get stuck with like labels and stuff i feel like uh what sucks about labels and you know what, like, I don't necessarily hate on labels, honestly, yeah. too much either because, like, being in the position that I've been, like, with the guys, because, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm the one that has to, you know, invest uh, financially in things. A lot, of times, started, a lot of times, started, logically, they make sense. Yeah, labels make logically, sense, you know? labels, they do their job. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're putting their money up front for you. Mm -hmm. And just like anything else, they want their return and more yeah so i mean i don't necessarily hate on them entirely but the one thing i do think that sucks especially nowadays is that everybody's so caught up with all these numbers and all these different things and i feel like um the cool thing now being able to when you're like an independent or you're doing your own thing like i, I was talking to ryan earlier like you don't have to be mad famous to be successful, honestly, totally. in my opinion. You know, you all you just need is a strong core fan base that support you mm -hmm. and, and believe in what you do. And they're the ones that are going to be buying your records. They're the mm -hmm. ones that are going to be buying your merch. They're the ones that are going to be coming out to your shows. Um, so, like, you know, I just feel like the main key for artists, I always tell them is, like, yo, just do what makes you happy honestly like yeah. you know if you want to be doing this at this moment then do that 
Um, if you want to mm-hmm. be doing this at this moment, then do that. Because that's one thing I also think we forget is us as as humans, we all go through different seasons in our life. <laughs> totally. You know, sure. sometimes they're shitty. Sometimes they're great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really great. You got those seasons when you're in love. Sometimes you know, it's rock yeah. bottom. Yeah. So it's, it's like, and then like for you guys who express yourself musically, you're going to express that at that moment, yeah. you know? And so like, I, me personally, I just try to my best to cater towards that, mm-hmm. uh, especially with my guys. And I try not to, um, you know, um, I try not to like put them in a box mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, I do try my best to be, like, giving them my opinion on things. Sure. But, yeah, I think in the long run, you know, it's just being happy in what you do. I think that box that you're talking about is the – I think that's the trickiest part about this whole shit because logically, right, there's a box you got to fit into to sell consumer – a plus B equals mm-hmm. C. I make this if I do this and stick to that, right? But then, you know, if you're an artist who really loves, you know, different things, like it could be tough to now you're 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 kind of miserable in the box, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But mm-hmm. but you're making money, but isn't is that really what your heart's like happy about? You know what I'm saying? So it's that's the trickiest part about this whole shit. Um and you know, <laughs> we've been going through it a lot that a lot too. Um because I think, you know, as time progressed, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got really into his business role, as mm-hmm. he should, mm-hmm. because he's a great manager, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think, like, you know, me as an artist was kind of, I was kind of following him and, like, what other people were saying, too. And it kind of, I lost my way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got a little depressed this year. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Like, pretty bad. So, it's it's tricky, bro. Like, it's, it's tricky out here, straight up. But I, I like what you said, though. It's like, what you want to do, like, just do that and, like, execute whatever um like you said you don't have to be like super famous to like get results yeah. you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. what do you like what do you want you know what i'm saying so yeah and i think the i want i want to call it like the middle class of music artists has grown so much meaning that you know four or five decades ago it was like you're either at rock bottom you're not an artist or you're the biggest artist in the world yeah. like in the 80s like you're either metallica <laughs> motley Crue, or def leppard or you're a fucking nobody yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean but as we spoke earlier all these channels that are available and resources i think the middle class of what's available in terms of like i tell artists hey if you want to make 50k a year as a music artist and have a cool stable musical job and send your kid to college and live in like a nice house and just kind of chill and do your thing like that's possible today which is cool if you want to be a multi-millionaire do a leap whatever you can also accomplish that too but everything uh in the middle is so much more accessible and possible and um i had a conversation with uh another music manager a friend of mine in my network yesterday and he uh owns a label called hit scope and he's an artist manager and his name's danny barros he's a great guy i, I encourage everyone to go check out his mm-hmm. stuff uh, if you're listening because he's really a great guy in the business and he told me he said jacob if you have a thousand f- super fans and each one pays you a hundred dollars over the course of 12 months a hundred dollars that's it over yeah. 12 months that's a hundred thousand yep. dollars and i went holy shit and then I thought in my head, I went, okay, let's scale that down. What if you can get a thousand super fans to pay you $10 a month each? That's $100,000. Someone check my math. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I a business guy? I don't know. But uh, yeah, but it's a hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, and with Patreon and OnlyFans, and you don't have to do porn to do OnlyFans. I'm just saying, you can yeah, you can put real. other yeah. stuff on OnlyFans, you know. But uh, I thought about that, and I was like, wow, there's so much. Uh, potential for an artist to make a stable career and i think that's cool like you don't have to be mj you don't have to be this huge superstar like you can make a good living you could probably make six figures send your kids to college have the have a nice car have a house and just live and then maybe get like a publishing deal or something or be a songwriter or something there's so much that artists can do Uh, and that's one of the biggest things i've learned in the last six to eight months really networking and being in the industry and reading um is that there's a lot of opportunity, and I'm very excited about that. I think going along with what he said too is like <clears throat> the most important part with that though is like you got to know exactly what you want. You got to have clarity. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of times too, it could take a few years to get that like, to know exactly what you want. You know, you have to go through it. You have to learn. You have to fail. You have to meet these people so that you know what's really going on. Like if you take this route, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like. And I'm only 24, I'm about to be 24 this month, but I'm only fucking 24 and I feel like, um, I already like learned so much, but I think that clarity is the key. And I think that's tricky because, you know, when you're coming up, especially as a music artist, when you're first coming up, the first thing you say to yourself when you first start is I want to be the biggest artist in the world. (laughs) Nothing less. I look up to MJ, Chris Brown, Justin B. I want to be the best, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, um, over time, I think, you know as you adult get more adult you kind of realize the options and it's like okay what i really want like you know um so i think that clarity i don't know if you can relate to that at all no yeah i mean it's funny that he brings up you know only fans and and patreon but i, I want to say only fans real quick because like i know people will have different opinions on yeah. on those who use that platform mm-hmm. but it's like yo they use the tool, and they're making money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My, my I, I trip out how, you know, I mean, granted, I know some of them use it for, you know, dirty-ass reasons. But, <laughs> yeah. but what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, though, is that they found something yeah. to, to make their money. And it's crazy because, like, I remember seeing posts where it, most of the time it would be a girl, right? And mm-hmm. she would be like... I bought a house now because OnlyFans yeah. takes care of it. And I was like, That's rad. I was like, damn, like what? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then it's true, like you said, like OnlyFans is not technically only for that. It's mm-hmm. just the whole idea about exclusive content. Those creators, their creators knew low key yeah. that that was yeah. gonna be their shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's crazy because like um I feel like people have tapped into that but a lot of people still haven't either mm-hmm. like i because i feel like what sucks and is hard is we have to put time aside to create that content too mm-hmm. and i know that's not always like easy that's a like, whole monster for, in itself yeah so like for example you know you know some of, some of my guys they got families you know they got mm-hmm. you got a child a wife and like you know i know it's not easy for them to be create content because it's like yo i got time for my family i got time for work Mm -hmm. and then i got time for the music um so it's it's hard to find that balance to create the content but i feel like if you really want something you'll get it you're gonna do what you gotta do i mean like for me 
you know, I'm 32 now. Mm-hmm. I'm not balling or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm super glad to say that I don't. I'm my own <laughs> boss per se. Yeah. I, I got my own, my car. Mm-hmm. I got a house that I live in. Mm-hmm. Rent, of course. I don't own it. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm grateful that I'm, I've been able to survive. I survived throughout the pandemic. Nice. You know, and, and you know, I was able to take care of my mom during that time. Nice. And I'm, like, super grateful for that, you know. Yeah. So I feel like anything's possible. It's just really, you just got to put in the work. There's no way around that. And yeah. I feel like that's one thing. Everybody knows, but they don't take the action of doing it. Um, you got some people. I feel like there's people who are built to do that, and some people that they they don't mind working a nine to five job, mm-hmm. or and that's not bad either. You know, that's cool if they if they're down with that. You know, more power to them. You know, I just think everything has benefits and consequences. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying always it's just, cons, what do you yeah. want? What do you want? You know, what I'm saying, yeah. are you cool with these benefits and these mm-hmm. cons or? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I work nine, I don't work nine to five because I know that it will take away from my ability to mm. create and, like, really dive into my artistry. Um, but my consequence for that is that I have a lack of money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, and then that fizzles into, like, my projects and, like, I have a smaller budget, whatever. But I'm getting better at what I do more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what do you want? You know what I mean? I feel like, again, the clarity is yeah. like, you know, even with OnlyFans thing, too. Again, like same with you. Like you got a resource and you use it. Okay, more power to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I respect it. Obviously, there's cons to like putting <laughs> yeah. yourself out like that. Yeah. You know, in a dirty way. Now people are gonna look at you a certain way. Yeah. I'm sure. Like you're not. You're you're not gonna really. You're probably gonna struggle getting a spouse because like. I yeah, mean, there's I, I don't so know. many I don't know. different yeah. things. But yeah. There, yeah, there's just cons to everything. But there's smart ways of doing it too. Like yeah, exactly. Like I follow a lot of photographers mm-hmm. that I saw that they created OnlyFans and they exclusive content on there you know normally that means some of the photography is more implied yeah some nudity but some of those photographers are more like uh creative and art artsy type so but i thought that was cool because it's like yo if if you really care for this art form and you really like this guy's work Mm -hmm. you're not gonna mind you know paying this amount just to see the 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 creativity that he's doing yeah it's it's almost kind of like you know, going to the movies. You know, mm-hmm. you're paying uh, to go see a movie, but you're also seeing an artistic mm-hmm. vision of like yeah. a director showing his artwork. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I it, it's cool that you brought that up because I've actually been thinking about trying to start up like a Patreon or something like that. Yeah, it, those platforms are there, and I feel like. Not not enough of us like take advantage of them yeah. mm-hmm. and use them uh, for what we do, yeah. uh, because people like I was saying earlier, if you have a nice fan base or people who just like to support you, they're mm-hmm. gonna support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, even if it's ten bucks a month, yeah. like you were saying, if it's twenty people, right? They're giving you, yeah. you know. Uh, five bucks a month. That's a hundred bucks. That's a yeah. hundred bucks you didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So it's like it's better than nothing. Yeah. So well, I think some creators can think that they don't have financial value in their work. Mm, yeah. and I think that's bullshit. I think that they they may have a self induced lack of confidence in their work, and they don't think that people will pay for it. Yeah. Um, 
a great example is like artists selling merch. I always think you should do market research. You should always see like, okay, really, before I print out these t-shirts or whatever, will people buy them? But since we're talking about Patreon, it's like, dude, I'm pretty sure it's free to create a Patreon account. Um, yeah. I think they have a diff, like a model where you can have them take mon- like a percentage out, but your account is free. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but, I believe um, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, that just goes to show if you can just take that step and, that, and then take real good pride and confidence in your work and say, okay... I want to make this financially valuable. If maybe you yourself don't believe it, you need to ask yourself, how can I make this financially valuable? Mm -hmm. And I think something that's so crazy, like I've been like consulting with a few rock bands recently and talking to a lot of people in rock. And when I was hanging out with my buddy yesterday, he gave me a statistic. He was like, uh, like rock has the highest consumption of merchandise out of all the genres, right? So it's like, okay, if you're a rock artist listening to this and you think, oh, I don't have anything that people would like, oh, whatever. It's like, dude, you can do a limited run of t-shirts, but Mm -hmm. the link is only available on your Patreon or something like that, right? There's, There's always some sort of way to create financial value. And if you don't think that music can create financial value. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and there's more people on streaming platforms than ever. And there's, there, there's a lot of opportunities. So I think that people should take pride in their creative work. Uh, just cause it's creative doesn't mean that you don't have to get paid. You should get paid because mm-hmm. not everybody is creative. I would say, I would say the opposite. More, yeah. Most people aren't creative. Yeah. So there is financial value and creativity. <laughs> Let me, um, transition to something. Speaking of creativity, how did you land your role as the lead designer at hip hop DX? Um, yeah, so that happened because um, just my design career uh, building with, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there is a, a CHH culture out there, which is Christian hip hop. Um, and I used to be very involved in that uh, culture for a while. Is it Christian? I still, Christian, okay. yeah. Um, I, um, that's pretty much where like I even started too. A lot of my design work was, was like a bunch of different Christian artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made some relationships with like different people who have like their own independent labels and stuff like that. And so then uh, one of them, my friend, his name is uh, Doc. Uh, he connected me with the owner of uh, Hip Hop DX. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the owner was looking for someone to work with. And um, I had done some work with Doc for, like, some of their cover art and different things. Um, I did some work for their, like, flyers for uh, South by Southwest. Like, I've done a couple of things for them. So he connected me with them and, uh, you know, I had a meeting. We spoke. At the time, I was working at a design firm in Orange. Um, and that's just how it happened. He We connected. I started off as a freelancer, just doing some some gigs here and there for them. And the cool thing is he really liked the way I worked and, and my style. One thing that's been beneficial with our relationship is that, and that he likes is that for the most part, there's not a lot going back and forth when I do something. It's always like minor details. Mm. And so that's that's obviously really nice because I've been in situations where you got to do so many revisions and, like, all kinds of stuff to mm-hmm. please somebody. And so working with them has been real cool and great. I mean, I mean, I definitely enjoy it because it's in the world of hip-hop, you know, and I love hip-hop. <laughs> and um, it's cool 
being a part of it. And then it's weird because he, re- I, I sometimes don't even think of it as that much of a big of a deal, honestly. But then he reminds me sometimes. He's like, bro, I don't know if you realize, but like all these changes you've helped us do on the site and this and this and that, like you got millions of people seeing this. You got thousands of people seeing this. And it's you're the one that's a part of that. And I was like, shit, damn, I, forgot. I don't even think about that yeah. stuff. And it's true, though, because, like, even the smallest things on, like, the thumbnails for YouTube videos, it's a trip because that stuff matters, man, Mm -hmm, for you to get clicks. Absolutely. And, like, for a while, I never, all I cared about was, like, does it look good, Mm -hmm. right? But then with them, I've learned, like, no, there's a little bit more to that. Like, you got to make sure you're using the correct imagery wording the marketing behind it yeah like so you can pull people in mm-hmm. and then when i see like you know they tell me like yo did you see that video with the thumbnail it already got like 100k views nice. or like this and that i'm like shit that's crazy like so there is a noticeable difference like uh, in terms of data like numbers uh, like when you use a thumbnail with these certain components versus this there is a numerical i, I bet yeah, yeah okay yeah, I mean, I I've never gotten into that you yeah. know stuff, but I it's they that's what they always explain to that's, me. Oh, that the guys on the team, okay. Yeah, I mean, because you know they, uh, Hip Hop DX actually uh, this year, I think it was earlier this year, they actually got acquired by Warner Music now. So technically, oh, okay. I work for Warner Music, mm-hmm. and so um, obviously, you know, they got a team of people who yeah, yeah, yeah you know know all about all that they stuff. got the spreadsheets yeah <laughs> yeah but it's just i i forget like you know that stuff and those are things that i'm even learning with them and that's yeah. one thing i always uh i tell people too like you never stop learning mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. nowadays how things are rapidly changing crazy like you just never stop learning and so yeah working with them has been great um it's amazing I'm, I'm grateful for that for them and i just um i hope it continues and I don't know where it's going to go from there, but yeah. I, I definitely don't plan on leaving them anytime soon. Nice, yeah. man. Um, but it's been cool. It's been real yeah. cool working with them. Well, I'm glad things are going good for you, man. And the yeah. results obviously show it. You're killing it, you know, and uh, for the upcoming artists listening, if I can poke and prod at you a little bit, I want to try to get some information out of you. <laughs> if you can share for everybody who uses YouTube, if you can give some tips like hey when you're making your thumbnail try this try that i know maybe some of it's secret but to the upcoming artists listening if you could give any of that away man i mean honestly one thing for sure we always got to remember is that i don't know the exact numbers but the majority of the people nowadays are viewing things through their phone okay Mm -hmm. so like that's one thing i had to learn (laughs) yeah um, cause I was so used to designing for a desktop or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, big or print. Yeah. So, you know, you always want to make sure when you're designing your thumbnails or anything that it looks good on the phone. Number yeah. one, you can see like, yeah, yeah. So like, especially with DX, uh, I learned like, yo, make sure the text is big enough. Make sure oh, things okay. are legible, you know, make sure also try to make sure, you know, you try to sort of tell a story within your thumbnails mm-hmm. you know because like i don't know for example let's say uh your videos about i don't know cooking pancakes or okay. something right 
if you don't got an image or some sort of pancakes on your thumbnail, it's kind of dumb because, like, the video is about that. So you want to make sure you're showing, you know, clearly, like, something about pancakes on there. And real real quick, sorry to interrupt. I do want to say that what you're saying, some people might say, oh, okay, that sounds, yeah, makes sense. But it's like you'd be surprised how many YouTube videos you go view about a certain topic. And it's like, okay, example, cooking pancakes. Like, am I going to look at the one that's got like the nice fluffy pancakes with like the girl holding the pancakes yeah, and like exactly. she's putting toppings on it and it's got like the big text or am I going to just look at like the one that's like black and white and just says let's make pancakes yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying yeah, yeah no yeah. yeah I mean it's funny because like I learning with them and realizing after going I mean you you guys can go and check out like huge channels you know um like for example me I'm low-key a little bit of a nerd, so, like, I follow IGN, right? I don't know if you're familiar with that. So they, they Is that gaming? It's gaming, movies, uh, uh, a lot of yeah, things like yeah. that. Uh, or, you know, for example, you guys can go to DX's channel. Or just, like, you'll notice that, um, especially for the bigger companies, they try to include their branding, but at the same time, they're trying to make sure you're showing off whatever it is you're showing in the video. Mm. You know, so like, for example, and then you can see this a lot now who are YouTubers, big YouTubers, they, they'll show a screenshot of them doing whatever it is that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then in big words, like they'll say something to, to capture the people's yeah. uh, attention. Um, because like, one thing we got to remember nowadays too is we have short ass attention spans. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. For sure. And so what is one of your favorite projects you've done with Hip Hop DX? Oh man. All of them. <laughs> They've all been cool, yeah. yeah. Um I think one of the fun ones I really get to, well, I'll say two. Mm -hmm. One is basic basically is ongoing. Mm -hmm. Um I'm constantly we're constantly updating the feel and look of the site. Mm -hmm. So um, he has a really dope vision to where he wants the site to get to. Mm -hmm. But obviously it takes steps. Sure. Because um, you got millions of people who go to the site and you can't drastically change it from one oh, point yeah, yeah, to yeah. the next because then you'll lose people. Mm -hmm. They're like, what just happened, yeah. you know? So it, it takes steps and testing but uh, that's been one project for sure that's been interesting and fun um, being a part of. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, every year they do their own, like, awards. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun to do those because nice. um, it's, you know, it's just all different categories that they hit. And it's just fun creating those graphics. And then last year was really fun because um, he went the extra step of 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 printing um these like lanyards but out of metal and they were kind of like the awards uh -huh. that they sent out to people yeah. and so those are it was just kind of cool just being a part of all that stuff that's what's up but i mean it's hard to say those are probably the two bigger ones but i mean everything i've done yeah has been great so that that is so <laughs> cool to work in such a creative role that is so fun yeah you know and do you how do you deal with creative blocks man and you get those right you get creative i do uh -huh. i do um but i feel like in the dx term i mm -hmm. don't as much just because how do i put it 
even though I get to be creative, there's still like a certain way of things that I try to lean it towards because they already have a a color scheme and brand that they're used to. And I've helped develop it to where it's at now too, but I still have built off of what they've had. You know, it's not like I did something from scratch entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do get creative blocks though for sure when I'm doing things like freelance work or even for us at Legendary Minds with the guys. Sometimes it's, you know, it's hard, but I feel like also I've kind of slowly over the years sort of like trained myself to like push through it. Yeah. Um, and then one of the key things that I think that I learned is that if it's not coming out, like you just got to stop. You got to step away. From step it. away. Dude, that, bro, that's, the, <laughs> that's an art right there. Yeah. You got to <laughs> stop, step away, give yourself that day, maybe or two, and then come back and then get back on it. Because you can't. <laughs> this is funny. This someone showed me this meme and it was so good. I forgot how it went. Oh, I think it was like this. It says something like this. I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you have to force it, then most likely it's it's gonna be shit. Mm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> it's not worth forcing something yeah. at all. Um, and that's one thing I've had to learn over the years. And one thing I will say too, for sure, learning over the years is you guys, we always got to give ourselves a break, man. I know there's, there's entrepreneurs and like business people who say you got to work 24 seven nonstop, but you know what, man? I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe in that. I feel like you seriously got to take if you can the weekend enjoy your weekend Mm -hmm. you know don't stress about all the other stuff Mm -hmm. even now sometimes it's hard for me to give myself that time yeah but i for sure try my best to like not worry about especially like dx stuff during the weekend yeah unless you know there's times where like you know, we're in a we're in a rush or we're in the last straw of trying to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's understandable. But I do I always encourage people like, yo, take a break when you need it. Like there's no reason for you to work yourself that hard because honestly that just leads you to like sometimes anxiety, getting mad, stressful. (laughs) It's an interesting topic because I agree with you. I think that um you definitely need um you need that rest and like mm-hmm. stepping away from it. But at the same time, it's tough because there's someone else who is putting in more that more of that time. You know what I'm saying? And like so that that's the yeah. tricky part. Like if you get like I that mean, in like that basketball mindset, which I read a lot of like shit like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're not doing it, there's another kid doing it and he's gonna take your slot. You know what I'm saying? So that's true. I mean, it's like I said, for me, I'm a real balanced guy. Okay. And I and I think it it depends on 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 you too. Like not everybody's the same, mm-hmm. but I do know for a fact though from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And this is just me. All kinds of different people. Yeah. No matter what, you're gonna get to a point where you overwork yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know that's just fact. I mean, we're humans. It's not like yeah. we're gods and we can do <laughs> things unlimitedly. Yeah. You know, so it's like um, that's why I just feel like you. It's like I always tell people, no one knows you better than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you know you know your limits, and so, like, if you finally hit that point where it's like, yo, I think I should take a break, mm-hmm. then just take it. Mm-hmm. You know? Take a vacation or whatever it is, you know? Um, but I know sometimes that's hard because even for me, 
<laughs> that's the downfall sometimes of working from home is that I like even till now I sometimes could procrastinate. Yeah. Um, but then at times I tell myself like, "Yo, it's not really me procrastinating. It's just me um, <laughs> taking my time to do what I need to do." Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that procrastination, the pressure, last it minute does, kind of yeah. brings results too. You know what I mean, so yeah, I don't know. It, that, that <laughs> I've had that happen to me too, where last minute stuff is like, oh shit, this came out really dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was like working on this forever, and it's like it didn't even come out the way I wanted to, but even better now. So yeah. it just depends. Yeah, I, I look at it. Well, for what you were saying, Ryan, the oh well, the other guy's doing it. My my mentality is fuck the other guy. <laughs> that to me, that's only like ten percent of it. Like, of yeah. course, you yeah. have to look at the competition. You got to look at the guy next to you running next to you to figure out yeah. at what pace they're going at. But I, for me personally, I look at it as what is going to help you produce the maximum amount of output with the limited resources mm. that you have. Mm-hmm. So. If I'm looking at the other guy and he's able to push out A, B, and C working five days a week and uh, working every morning, I personally, Jacob Moore, does not like to work in the morning. I don't. I like to wake up, go to the gym. I like to take my vitamins. I like to get my day in order. I like to start working like 11 or 12. I don't like to work in the morning. I like to do all the self-care, mental health Mm. type stuff in the morning. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe my competition's working in the morning, but can I forego me working in the morning and still put out a b and c if so okay i don't give a fuck that that guy's working in the morning i don't Mm -hmm. care it's what works for me and it's like okay if i can figure out now also what helps me produce a b c and d e f g Mm -hmm. then i'm on to something because yeah i was very very like shit dude i didn't get up at five Mm -hmm. today 5 a.m whatever whatever and then i read a um me and ryan are huge fans of this guy named tim grover have you ever heard of him Nah. He he's a an athlete, athletic coach, and and business coach, mm. and he trained uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe and Dwayne okay. Wade and a bunch of people. And he has a book called Winning. And in it, he said, "I don't care if you're in the gym at three a.m. or three p.m. What is going to give you the best workout?" Mm. And I was like damn and then i kind of applied that because i was like going to the gym at all these different times trying to figure it out and like for me working out at like about 10 a.m is what gives me the best workout sets my day up right i have a phone call with ryan at 11 i feel great like Mm. so i found what works for me and i think you said something like that earlier like everybody's different figure out what is going to produce the maximum output for you Mm because you're not the same as the guy next door yeah yeah. so yeah i agree yeah that was Oh, that was my, my, my gem right there. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, hey, bro, I really appreciate you coming on the episode, man. I, th- I think that... Uh I really like your role and I like what you do. And this was something that's kind of new, like you having your creative graphic design role also in music, <laughs> being very entrepreneurial. Like, I feel like this was a really good discussion for everybody. And most importantly, you're, I feel like you're like a genuine dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're, you're a good guy, very, bro. Very easy to talk to and just like sure. vibe with, you know what I'm saying? And I think we value that more than anything on the podcast, totally. you know? Cause I think, especially in the music industry, there's a lot of people who they got an ego or it's just kind of like, it's a weird, it's kind of hard to break yeah. that wall with them or whatever. Yeah. But out, at the end of the day, we're all out here just like trying to get better and like hang out and do music and shit like yeah. that, you know? So yeah, but I will, I will say JR shoe game going crazy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. going crazy, <laughs> man. Crazy. This guy pulls up and, Dude, this fool pulled up in Travis Scott fragments <laughs> <laughs> at the event, and he had his oh, mom lace him up. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I, I, I looked at my Vans. I went, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> That's what. <laughs> yeah, I had to have my mom lace him up. You know? I was yeah, busy. Man. That's what's up. <laughs>
Oh, that's, that's dope, funny. man. So, uh, is there anything you want to leave anybody with in terms of uh, like projects you have coming up, legendary mind stuff, things people could be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys can follow us at uh, Legendary Minds, uh, but Legendary spelled with an I, not a Y, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have a site too, legendaryminds.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just be on the lookout. We're going to be dropping a project. Um, I think we're looking at March right now. Mm-hmm. But in between, we're going to be having some shows. Uh, we're going to be dropping a single pretty soon, some videos. Like, we're there's stuff coming up for nice. sure. But for sure, it's all leaning up towards the project. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's been a long time coming, I'll yeah. tell you that much. And so we're looking forward to it. And then at the moment right now, actually, um, we have a we just dropped a mixtape, nice. and it's on SoundCloud. Um, you guys can go check it out mm-hmm. uh, at Legendary Minds as well. And yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. And then if you're interested also in following me or checking about any of the stuff that I'm doing, uh, you could uh, find me at Zombiac. It's spelled Z X M B I A C. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a little confusing, but just he got that's what it his is. name too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so and so, are you open to uh, doing any freelance work for anybody or, or clients? Or do you do stuff? Yeah, like that? I mean, uh, I'm always open to working with people. I'm always open to build relationships with people. Yeah. Um, people can reach out to me anytime for design work, mm-hmm. you know, photography, even film work too. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of. Um, video work with a partner of mine mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean and not even just that like if anybody wants to hit me up i'm always down to talk i'm not one of those guys that you know mm-hmm. feels like i'm above everybody or something yeah 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 like anybody can reach out i'm down to chop it up you know Dope, yeah. Man. yeah he's like but for a project you got to meet that minimum <laughs> fee baby that, <laughs> that minimum that, <laughs> that for sure unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, there is definitely minimums, but like I said, I'm I'm still always about that dude that that doesn't mind bartering or figuring nice. something out yeah. if it makes sense. You know, if it makes of sense course. on both ends, yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, like I said, it doesn't hurt to reach out. That's one thing I will say, and and uh, I think I'll leave you guys with that is never be afraid to reach out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that thing where people say if you hit up ten girls. One of them is eventually going to give give you your number or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with opportunity. Like, just hit up people, and if you get a chance to, like, cool. Yep. So. Dope. Icing on the cake. JR, thank you so much, brother. No, Appreciate sure. you. Thank you, guys. Hey, Thanks for having me. All right, insiders, peace out. Yo, what's up, insiders? This is Jacob Moore. Thanks for listening to Inside the RV. Follow me on Instagram at J-A-C-X-B-M-O-O-R-E. And make sure to follow Ryan too, at Ryan Ramirez Official. We appreciate you guys supporting our show. Make sure to spread the word about Inside the RV. And thanks for listening.